Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Hi, Brenton Ford here. This episode is about the real reason why I think people enjoy swimming so much. And I've been reading a book lately by a lady named Angela Duckworth, and the book is called Grit. It's a really good read, especially for someone who's into triathlon or into swimming. She talks a lot about swimmers in the book, but one of the most interesting things she brings up towards the end of the book is her research into what she believes kids should be doing when it comes to extracurricular activities outside of school and how to develop someone or help someone become a gritty person. And by grit, she means someone who persists at something and works away at it and is not someone who easily gives up. And she talks about the importance of that in in young kids. And I, I think it's important, obviously, for adults as well. And one of the things she says is, do I think that every moment of a child's day should be scripted? Not at all. But I do think kids thrive when they spend at least some part of their week doing hard things that interest them. And I think that's really the, the backbone behind what, at least for me and a lot of people that I've met, that's behind. That's the backbone behind why a lot of people swim is because they find it interesting, but it's also a very difficult thing to do. So many different things to uh, to think about. You've got your starts, your turns, the technique. You've got your racing strategy. There's so many different uh, things that can be challenging, and there's there's these little puzzles every time that you get in the water. There's little puzzles that need to be solved, and you really need to persist with swimming for at least a year. And yeah, you know, it can be. 10 years or more if you want to reach the elite level, then you know, it's something that you've really got to stick with. And I think that's the, the true test of whether you should be uh, doing a, a sport is does it interest you and do you find it hard? And the analogy she uses or the example she uses, uh, she says the bottom line of this research is school's hard, but for many kids it's not intrinsically interesting. Texting your friends is interesting, but it's not hard. But ballet, ballet can be both and you know, insert whatever sport you want in there. Uh, and so I think that's a really strong um, strong argument for having kids um, do, do swimming you know, at least a couple times a week and have them do it for at least a year until they decide whether or not they want to continue with it. One of the other things she, uh, she brings up is kind of in, in relation to doing something that's difficult, doing something that's hard, is the notion of deliberate practice and this is something i've spoken about on previous podcasts but deliberate practice is going to training and being deliberate about what you're looking to achieve whether it be the effort that you put in but a lot of it really comes down to um, the quality of the swimming that you're doing the quality of your technique the quality of the session and she says lately i've been asking gritty performers and their coaches in diverse fields to elaborate on how it feels to do deliberate practice Many agree with dancer Martha Graham that attempting to do what you cannot yet do is frustrating, uncomfortable, and even painful. And just a side note, that's very similar to what uh, Gary Haring said, uh, said on a previous podcast about the pit of discomfort. It's exactly that. And then uh, back into what Angela Duckworth said, she said, however, some have suggested that in fact the experience of deliberate practice can be extremely positive, not just in the long term, but in the moment. Fun isn't quite the word they use to describe deliberate practice, but neither is bitter. And two top performers point out that the alternative to deliberate practice, mindlessly going through the motions without improvement, can be its own form of suffering. And so I think uh, that as a swimmer, that's something that I can certainly relate to, is when I'm enjoying things the most is when I'm 
highly intentional with what I want to achieve with my swimming as opposed to just going to the pool, knocking out one or two Ks and, uh, and not really having a goal in mind. So I find it best to, um, to be really clear on what I want to achieve. And for me, that comes down to having a target race a few months out and then working towards it and, and kind of knowing roughly what pace, what time I'd like to achieve and, and the changes to my stroke that I need to do, the type of sessions that I need to do in the, in the lead up to it. And for me, I'm 30 now and I know I'm not going to make uh, the Olympics and it's not something that I've got a desire to do. But one of the, one of the things that's important to me is to, to, to do this and still have a lot of fun. And one of the ways that, that I kind of cross train for swimming is to, to surf. I find that a really good cross training for swimming. I still get the, the same sort of strength as I would from a pool boy paddle set but it's just a way for me to mix it up, do something different and still have a lot of fun with it because you know, it's, um, I think that's an important part of doing any sport. You still want the, the hard times, the difficult times, the things that are going to challenge you and you're still putting those hard training sessions but to mix it up with a little bit of fun, whether that be going and swimming outdoors with your friends in the open water and that's something that I also incorporate, incorporate into um, to my training um, but just having that, that balance between the two, especially as you, you, know, you get older, you're probably working a bit more, you have a bit less time. So the more fun, the more play you can have, that's something that's really important to, um, to keep doing. At least that's what I have found now that I'm not training eight to 10 times a week. That's something that, that's really important. So um, if you haven't got a copy of the book, it's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And really worth looking into. She she interviews a lot of swimmers, a lot of coaches as well in this book, and uh, it's got some good lessons into um, persistence and perseverance for sports people. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.